0: Hello, this is Apostolic Truth today, and for those that don't know, this is a podcast. Within this, our mission statement is dedicated to bring forth consistent biblical truths, rightfully dividing the word of truth. And being inspired by God and His Holy Spirit, we're able to bring forth the practical for viewers and those that tune in alike. for another episode of apostolic truth today and this is the second part of our mini-series on shame with bianca baptiste and sister dawn and i'm ecstatic to go ahead and bring forth this second part it's been going good thus far so um without further ado here we go
1: looking at this um let's just get into a little bit on how to deal with it. I don't know how long we want to go. Deliverance from shame involves, first of all, the tearing down the stronghold of lies that we're believing about ourselves and about God. And so this takes some time. This takes some time getting to know God and how he really feels about us. Um, And it takes time for us to forgive ourselves so we can make peace with our past. So this is a process. This is going to take time. This is nothing that you're going to listen to this podcast and then pray about it immediately and then pray about the next morning and then the next week. It's going to take a process of time. But it's worth it's worth the process. Right. Um, first thing as far as believing the truth, we need to get into the word. We need to specifically look and, okay, God, how do you feel about me? What is the truth? I have I quote scriptures about um, the truth is God cast all of our sins in the depths of the sea. Um, Psalms 103:12. As far as east is from the west, he is so far he's he removed our transgressions from us. Isaiah 38 says he has cast all my sins behind his back. There's all this scripture that talks about he has totally forgotten our sin. It's cast in the depths of the sea. It doesn't. It's, he doesn't even remember it anymore. So if God has forgotten it. I can be assured that I can forget it. Right. Um, and there's a scripture like Ephesians 1, 6, he has made me accepted in the beloved. I am accepted in him. Right. I'm acceptable just the way I am, and he wants to continue to heal me. So when we um, study the word and understand these scriptures, that will help tear down the lies that Satan is putting right. in our hearts. Do um, you want to?
2: No, I'm just going to say that, and yes, while you are studying the word, and you'll find that for me, the way that God has done it in regards to even healing and addressing these things is oftentimes God will show me the lie, and then the the time that I'll know that I'm actually delivered of that specific situation is when he reveals the truth of his word to me. So an example would be, um, one example that I would give is I remember I just could tell that the flow, and I mean that my, just in my prayer life, Um, there was just a block like it just felt like I couldn't really connect to God and I've learned that to be a signal that hey there's something there there's something wrong I've learned not to ignore it pretty much and then when I went to go pray God brought a memory that I had from just from when I was young I was probably in elementary school middle school of a situation that I had occurred and I was just like okay I remember that like you know why am I even thinking about that and the Lord helped me understand, like, you know, pretty much, you know, what what it was that I was feeling in that moment. And I remember that I felt betrayed. And um, that was, like, interesting. I was like, wow, I didn't even realize that's what I felt. <laughs> but I was like, you're right, I did. I felt very betrayed. And then I, I'll never forget. Well, I was like, okay, well, oh, that's what happened. What does this have to do with my relationship with you and what I'm going through right now? And um, as I was trying to pray and understanding at this point, the kind of the process, I was like, well, God, well, what is the truth? You know, um, because the reality is, I, in that moment, I was thinking to myself, it's like, I can't ask you not to betray me <laughs> because you got to stay, stand fast to your word. You got to stay true to what the word says. You can't stay in allegiance with me if I begin to walk, if I walk away from truth. And then the Lord helped me to understand, like, Bianca, you still don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't walk away from you you're like you're the one that would walk away from me and he helped me understand that I can't betray you like you know I won't like in just this concept of him never leaving me or not forsaking me and what I the reason why I brought this up is again this was some somewhere in my relationship with God I just believe that at some point he would probably leave me forsake me betray me in the way that I felt at that particular moment that took place with um, people that were, I was close to and so in that it caused me to not trust God to a certain degree. But when he was able to surface that lie and I, you know, prayed through it, wept over it, then he was able to reveal the truth of his character, his nature, his love to me. And in that, that created a greater level of trust and um, faith in his steadfastness, in the fact of he really won't leave me or forsake me, you know, and just in that principle that, Again, it sounds weird, it sounds cliche, it sounds almost sacrilegious to say God can't betray you, but the reality is when it to, even that statement that I mean, well, God, if I walk away from you or if I leave truth, that's all me doing something, but it's not him forsaking me. You know, that's me rejecting his word. That's me. So in that, it it was very revelatory, and it, it continued on that That's the same thing that God would, whether it be through his word, whether it be through the preached word of God, whether it be through just the body of Christ, God will help surface the lie. But when he surfaces the lie, it's very important because he wants to destroy that stronghold, but he also wants to establish a stronghold of truth. He wants to reveal the truth of his character, the truth of his person, the truth of his who he is so that in that what again what it will do is it will grow your relationship with him um that intimacy that closeness within him will be able to develop and um grow and mature but yeah
1: yeah so god may give you a scripture in one of your prayer sessions you Mm -hmm. may be studying and find a scripture but these need to be we need to be quoting them daily we need to be listening to um, messages about the love of god um Bishop Wright has a whole series on the love of God. I don't know how many lessons it is, like 30 lessons. They're not real long, but there's a lot of material out there on the love of God and on the truth. Um, I just want to bring up an example here. Um, Okay, the Lord wants us to accept his forgiveness so we can forgive ourselves, put our past behind us, and leave it there. And so I'm thinking, okay, that's easier said than done, but there's a a good uh, example here we can have in the— The Apostle Paul, um, in Philippians 3.13, he said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. So I was thinking, okay, why did the great Apostle Paul have to forget his past? And then I started looking at his past and looking at it in another version. So in his past, we know before his conversion, Paul was named Saul, And Saul was a persecutor of the church, but he really persecuted the church mercilessly. He was a blasphemer. He writes about his past in several letters, like in 1 Timothy 1.13, he says, even though I was formerly a blasphemer of the Lord and a persecutor of his church and a shameful and outrageous and violent aggressor towards believers, um, he made havoc of the church and he threw um, Christians into prison. Acts 8.3 says, But Saul began ravaging the church and assaulting believers, entering into their house after house, and dragging off men and women, putting them in prison. He tortured them, trying to get them to blaspheme. Acts 26.11, And I often punished them, making them suffer. In all the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme. And in my extreme rage at them, I kept hurting them, even to foreign cities, harassing and persecuting them. So when you look at that, you think, Whoa. Okay, so the great apostle Paul had a lot of things to be shameful, a lot of issues. He persecuted the church. He blasphemed. He tortured people. He had Christians killed. He did all of these things, and when you look at your past, some of the things you've done, how does it compare with this? Right. Did you kill Christians? Did you um, torture them, trying to right. make them to the blaspheme? The The result of torturing them and making them blaspheme is they would lose their soul you know so it's not like you just injured somebody when they're you know these he was pushing people to make them to lose their soul and their Mm -hmm. lives you know so if you look at anybody you can look at him here is an example of somebody who just violently persecuted the church that god turned around and god forgave him he cleansed him with the blood and now paul was able to put all that behind him and you know Get rid, empty of all that shame and press towards the mark and became one of the greatest soul winners, right. you know, that was there. So we have hope. Um, if anybody has hope, Paul, you know, had hope. But we, by um, by God's grace and power, he wrote, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So... Paul wrote that. He believed it. He knew he was a new creature. Everything that he had done in the past had passed away, and all things have become new. And that's what God wants to do that for us. This promise of all things passing away and everything becoming new is made by God. But it's not an accomplished fact in the day that we're baptized in Jesus' name and get the Holy Ghost because we're still these areas of shame in us Mm -hmm. that we're not instantly letting go of. Right. Um so that's where this process comes in.
2: Right. Right. And um it's obviously it <laughs> that's just I don't know that's really good stuff in regards to the apostle Paul and just taking a look at his own life um and just realizing his what he went through and the fact that he was able to get such a place of submission and surrender. And then, you know, obviously just a thought that I had too was just the fact of you can look at this and just like, oh, love, 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 love. You know, we keep talking about love. Everybody keeps trying to talk about love. <laughs> you know, but the reality is God is love. <laughs> so it's just God, 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 God. <laughs> and that's what we're in this for. And you know, and receiving the love of God is directly connected to you receiving God himself. You know, and if you struggle with the love of God, you're not just struggling with the love of God, you're struggling with God himself. You know, so that's the reason why God is so, I used to, again, I used to get so frustrated with this constant God coming back to these inner issues, inner battles, these inner struggles, the you know, intimidation, insecurities, pride, all this inner heart stuff. And obviously, you know, I was like, well, I want to go to heaven, so do whatever you got to do to make me go to heaven. You know, but I also wanted to know the Lord personally and intimately. But the crazy part is God's yearning his deep yearning and desire to have relationship with his bride you know and in God's desire to have relationship with his bride these issues hinder that and so not only is it vital for your sake that God heals you of these things and a lot and you go through the process of it in a way it's vital to God that you respond to him because it's that's the only way that you'll learn to receive his love you know that's the only way that you'll be able to re- give to him what he's looking from you and is that recipro- reciprocated love back to him you know and so um it, it can seem again redundant but if we will stray away from the the way that this world even um, different parts of Christendom have they how they've watered down the love of God and um, realizing how powerful it is and realizing that that it, that's that's God's why that's God's motive that's God reason God's reasoning and shame serves as a direct uh, opposing force to us being able to receive the love of God um and again it can seem impossible but because you know again it's kind of hard because we didn't see the apostle paul we didn't see Saul, you know um but even in the imagination of your mind just realizing like a lot of us had listened to this call we weren't murderers you know we didn't we didn't force people to blaspheme god and and possibly lose you know become lost for eternity because of that and just a possible weight and guilt of that you know and so some of us can look at that and be like well you know maybe Paul's shame was different than mine but shame is still shame you know some of us it could have been as simple as um, our parents divorced when we were kids and we took ownership of that that seems so small and insignificant but I've been told that studies have shown many kids take ownership of that and blame themselves and have a grudge against themselves because of that that sh- there can be a root of shame because of that in us, and um, and again to us we can be like, that was 15 years ago, that was 20 years ago, like good riddance, like, you know, and the devil can beat us up even more. It's just like we're just so messed up. What's the even point? What's the point? But it matters to God, you know. He's patient enough. He's gentle enough. He's long suffering enough that he's willing to take the time to say, hey, let's revisit this but let's close the door to this. Let's heal this. Let's, let's, um, let's get past this, you know? Um, and he really is able to make you whole. Um, and then just another thing too, um, I, I don't know the tail end, um, of what sister Donald might want to add to this, but, um, I, I just remember those in this past, just through this pandemic, God has been able to surface a lot of things in me and I'm pretty sure he's done it in you and done it in a lot of people. If you did not try to distract yourself, um, <laughs> I just remember that the Lord spoke to me and said, there's something in your heart that's keeping you away from me. And I did not understand this. And I remember I went to the church and kept praying and just seeking the Lord and saying, all right, God, you know, just surface whatever this is in my heart. And I'll never forget that, long story short, I was on my face praying and I saw myself in this room. And while I was in this room, I can tell that I built it. It was like a – it wasn't done well. Um, But the Lord showed to me that through, I guess, whatever happened to me as a child, I had kind of created this, this, this fort. And the Lord showed me that it worked in the fact that it kept people out from being able to hurt me. But what it also did was that it also caused no one to be able to, it caused I was unable to get out. So no one was able to get in, but I now was a prisoner to this thing that I had created. And so God showed me that, obviously, the Lord asked for access. I I gave God access, but one of the coolest things to me was in this, I guess, vision, when the Lord pulled me out of this little house, this hut that I had created, I saw that I immediately matured. I immediately almost grew. And it was, like, the I guess in that God was showing me when we don't deal with these emotional things, there's certain areas in our life that we stay at that age almost emotionally. Like, we stay maybe that 5-year-old, that 10-year-old in that – and I can't really fully describe it, but um, – it, it's, 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 again, it's just crazy how these emotions can kind of, they stay in us, these wounds, these, these um, we can go through life with them and try to function, but it actually, like, it be very detrimental, as, you know, we've already been saying, um, but yes. <laughs> uh,
1: no, that's good, because when you have an inner hurt or an inner wound, you do stop growing emotionally in that area. Right. So you'll have a guy that's 50 years old or a gal and... You touch the right area, and he acts like he's twelve. Right. You know, <laughs> and it's like, where did that come from? Right. And it's 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 just there's something in there, there's shame or whatever. Right. Um, the last thing I have is um, just continue to pray. Um, God will be able to surface things. You could have a dream. God could surface something in your subconscious in the dream. And when you wake up the next morning, you just feel this feeling. You might be able to relate to it, something you felt in the past. You don't. The, the beauty of this is you do not have to know the root cause. Right. You don't really have to know the all details. the details. Right. Um, but when the emotions surface... It's important that you immediately go to God in prayer and immediately give this stuff to God. At least speak this. Like, here's an example prayer. Um, Lord, I forgive myself for what I did, and I release myself from the penalty of what I did. I release all this pain that I'm feeling right now because of my actions. I release all the resentment that I'm holding against myself. And I release all this hurt into your hands right now. And sometimes I just have to keep going, God, I release this hurt to you. Um, I give you this pain. And then as you're saying that, more stuff will surface. And then as you're speaking it, um... Anger might surface against a relative that really shamed you that you didn't even know was there. And then you say, okay, God, I, I forgive my uncle that just shamed me in front of the whole family reunion. You know, okay. I really felt horrible. God, I, I choose to forgive him. Help me to forgive him. I forgive myself for being so dumb, you know. and then, But you ha- we have to do this. Every time you feel the emotions surface, go to God, confess it, release yourself, and allow God to take that right. because our immediate inner reaction when something surfaces is to push it back down. Right. Push it back down. Don't ignore it and don't deal with it because you think that I've dealt with this all of my life and I don't want to continue to feel this pain, but yeah. pushing it back down is not going to solve it. You have to let it surface and release it to God. And I guarantee you, if you will say, God, I release this to you, I give this to you, he will take it. Yeah. Because you are legally, by act of your own will, giving that to God, and giving you um, access, right? And then what you'll find is a week later, you'll a month later, you'll get in a situation that you would not have handled well last year, and you realize, hey, I handled that pretty well. That right. person got in my face and yelled at me, but I handled that really well, and it's because God took that inner cause, that inner shame, and now we're able we're able to handle situations now that we couldn't have handled that a week ago or a year ago you know so you don't always see the result of things right away right but if you just keep confessing it keep um um saying god i give you these feelings i give you these enact my will i let myself go i forgive others if you continue to stay on it keep praying about it You will start seeing progress. And then once you see progress, and once you get victory, then you'll realize this really works. works. (laughs) Then once you realize that, Satan's in trouble. Right. Because he won't be able to hide anymore, and he'll realize that. Because Satan makes us feel like if we— Totally face these things. People are going to find out what you are. They're going to find out what you did. And they're going to totally reject you. And God's going to reject you. So if you reveal what junk is in you, God's going to find out. People are going to reject you. And so he makes it just seem like you don't want to hide. You don't want to let that surface. And he lies to you. And so you keep it all hidden. When actually the opposite is the truth. If you'll just let it go, it'll be surface and it'll be gone. Yes. And then you'll be free. And then you'll actually, once you have freedom like that then you actually have dominion over him and that area that was in you and that access he had to you is totally gone and you now have dominion over him right and that's the last thing he wants you
2: right know? right right and then you begin to literally have exactly what your heart's yearning for like we all desire relationship we all desire and all of a sudden like you're all this you're able to example of my life, you know, you're able to love others, you're able to have better relationships with your family, you're able, like, and the answer lies into doing it God's way, (laughs) you know, and so it, it, there's no set timing to this, you know, there's no set, you do this, and you, you know, like, you, those prayers, please take that, those are great starting points, you know, but then you, how God may do he may give you a dream. He may use your imagination. Like for me, my those that know me know I often say like I just had an imagination. Like, you know, um, but usually what will happen, I'll be in prayer and all of a sudden this memory may come or sometimes you'll just have the emotion and you don't know the root cause of it. You don't know, but just even using what Sister Dawn's provided in regards to just that you know, basic, just start off in prayer and let God take it from there. He'll teach you. You'll realize how he works with you in regards to surfacing a lot of this stuff. And, um, and again, realizing that it's he's going to bring you to a point of completion. You are not, it is not God's will for you to stay like this. It is not God's will for you to, to, to go through this thing just 75% just paralyzed. You know, only 25%, you know, just just. just struggling your whole way through it's literally God's will for us to have dominion Mm -hmm. victory and to have a thriving and triumphant relationship with him in deliverance from shame wholeness um will is so vital and actually being able to have that um so yeah that's very 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 powerful um, yeah. So let God let God surface it in you. Let God uh, do the work. He's gonna bring it to completion. What he started, he will bring to completion. Stay the course. Um, stay submitted. Uh, and then when you do get that first victory, it's it's nothing can compare to it, and it will just continue. And Sister Don's one that said this to me many many years ago, but it's been very helpful realizing that inner healing is like an onion, um, and it's one layer at a time. You know, so just because you get delivered of something now, if two weeks from now something else gets surfaced, it does not mean God didn't do what He did two weeks ago. It could just mean that there's another layer. You All know, right. there's some of this stuff that you know we've been true some people have been abused for years you know been treated you have believed a lie for years and again God is able to instantaneously deliver us of things but there are some things in the act of our will that we hang on to because we've believed the lie for so long so in that of us in the process there's aspects of us that we're, God is trying to help us to learn to trust him and in that it takes a layer at a time and as we you know, get delivered at first, like your, your trust kind of grows in him, realizing, like, you didn't run from me, you're, you're still here, you, you do want to help me. And all of a sudden, you, you trust him a little bit more. And now he's going a little bit deeper in regards to different areas of your heart. And all of a sudden, again, it does not mean he didn't do what he did two weeks ago. It just means that there could be something, there's another layer, there's another issue. Um, and it, it gets better. It does genuinely get right. better. Um, and then eventually he gets to the root of the issue. Um, and it's mind blowing because even recently I've like looked at myself in situations. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like that's gone. Like it's, it's, it's gone. Like it doesn't hurt like at all, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, but praise God. <laughs> well, I'm just
1: knowing that if you tuned into this podcast that right now, if you guys, you're listening that the, the Lord is dealing with you, that God is going to be surfacing something, that whatever you're thinking of right now, that's your starting point. I'm trusting in God. You you listen to this. You're listening yeah. to it right now. God's surfacing the starting point. So if you're feeling an emotion right now, that's the place to start. Start right. praying about that. Start sharing your feelings. Um, go back and re-listen to this uh, uh, later. But Um, I'm believing God right now is surfacing the starting point for you.
0: And with that, I I do believe that this is also the starting point of your growth and your healing that's going to take place if you so, in fact, allow it to in regards to this topic of shame, in regards to your past and the things that you've dealt with, the thoughts that manifest uh, from within your heart and deep within your mind, these things that have troubled you whether or not you've been in church, whether or not you've been out of church or you don't know truth or you've had truth and and you've just stepped away from it. Don't let shame... Or the feeling that I'm not good enough. There's no way God could forgive me. There's no way God would allow me to come back to him and be part of this this marvelous truth. And for God to forgive me. But the thing is, when we look within even the New Testament, we have Judas, a prime example. Judas Iscariot. He sold Jesus to the the priests and, and the council for 30 pieces of silver. In today's standard, that's not a lot of money. It makes up a little bit more than $100. He sold Jesus for nearly a little over $100, and Jesus was put on the cross. And, and he was a, a, a martyr, and he, he, he died for our transgressions that had to take place. And Judas had that weight on him. The thing with that is God was willing to forgive him. God was willing to, to look past that. If, if Judas would have went to Jesus and said, God, I'm sorry, God, forgive me of my sins. If he would have came back to Jesus and, 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 and done right going forward, he would have been fine. The thing is he was convicted and then he felt condemnation and he felt shame and that drove him to kill himself. He went out and he hung himself on a tree. But we don't have to be like that you see god will take us back with open arms we just have to give god this shame and we've just got to realize that that god does in fact want us we, there's there's nothing that we've done where we can't step back into the good graces of god so don't let shame don't let the past don't let the current stop you from doing what god wants you to do now so so whoever's listening to this i pray in jesus name that that you you take this you go out and and you find you find a church if you go to upci.org and you type in your zip code you can you can be facilitated to a church where you can hear truth where you can hear uh good messages good doctrine and you can you can allow that this healing process to continue within you you know so um With that, I I, I pray that God continue to deal with you and continue to heal you. In Jesus' name, this has been an awesome, awesome uh, podcast experience. I thank you, Sister Dawn, and I thank you, Bianca, for being part of it. And this has been another episode of Apostolic Truth today. Have a good one.